Welcome back to Kidman Talk. I think this is number 87, but the first live. Now, we've had a couple technical glitches, but hey, I'm trying something new because I'd love to have a, kind of an interactive podcast where you can actually see it live, a little bit more face-to-face, although I don't get to see you. You can be in your pajamas. I can't. But the topic's going to be all about Christmas. Yeah, you can see my snowman over the shoulder if you're watching this on Facebook. It's going to be Christmas ideas, Christmas curriculum, all kinds of Christmas stuff. In fact, you can win a free download of our awesome Christmas bingo, um, but you'll find out how you can win that uh, during the show. So let's try this again, and let's hope that it works here on Kidman Talk as we talk Christmas. All right, it's going to be fantastic. I'm excited about this. Hey, I'm the first time I timed my intro better, but now the music's still going. That's all right. I'm going to figure this out, and we're going to have a great time. All right, well, for those of you who don't know, my name's Carl. I'm from Kidology.org, where our mission is to equip and encourage you in your children's ministry. Now, I know some of you type A's out there, you had Christmas all planned, you know, back in the spring. But for the rest of us, Halloween's finally over, that holiday that most of us don't like, but we kind of have to deal with it because the kids love dressing up, they love candy, it's a great outreach opportunity, but whew, that's done. Fall Fest, all that, or if you ignore Halloween, that's cool too. But um, hey, now it's time to think about Christmas. Now, I'm not skipping Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving's wonderful, it's important, it's a great great holiday, but um, but hey, we got to start thinking about Christmas, because it's going to be here before we know it, all right? So, to start right out, we're going to start out one of my funnest things that I like to do with the kids, and I know funnest isn't a word. My parents tried really hard to get me to quit saying funnest, but anyway, we're going to do something really funner, all right? These are the top 10 toys that did not make it in children's, I mean, in, in the stores this Christmas season. I mean, the toy manufacturers, they had some great ideas. They went to marketing research, and uh, for whatever reason, these did not make it. All right, so number 10 on the top 10 toys that did not make it uh, in the stores this Christmas was super glue stickers. Oh, I mean, so, I said that wrong. Super, well... Stickers, that's a good one, too. I meant to say super glue suckers, you know? You you peel that off, you put it in your mouth. Actually, that might be a hit with parents, you know? Um, and, uh, super glue stickers, uh, hey, that's pretty cool, too. You, you lick it, and uh, it stays on your tongue. Yeah, you can see why that toy didn't make it. All right, number nine, Fisher-Price firecrackers. Oh, man! These little firecrackers that, um, you know, they have cute little animals on them, and they're, they're made for preschoolers. Uh, yeah. Uh, Fisher-Price firecrackers, probably no surprise. I think the ATF uh, probably just put the kibosh on that one. Number eight on the top ten toys that did not make it in the stores this holiday season is pet raptor eggs. Yeah, I mean, with the success of the Jurassic franchise, you know, totally wouldn't it be cool, you know, your kids get this little egg, and it comes in a cute little box, and they have to keep it warm and everything, and and the excitement of new life when the egg hatches and the little raptor comes out, Um, but I think some people were concerned that maybe, um, yeah, they would be cute for a little while, and then when they get bigger and they eat the family... Um, and eat the neighbors, yeah, not a good thing. So uh, that got rejected by the the powers. Number seven on the Christmas toys that did not make it in the stores this Christmas season is Baby Gasolot. Oh, 
Awesome! I mean, talk about training children to be future parents someday. Um, I know what you're thinking. You got a husband gas a lot, or you got a kid that gas a lot, but baby gas a lot, you know. Okay, we're not. We're going to avoid uh, all the jokes that are coming to mind. Um, number six on the toys that did not make it into stores this Christmas season is the Barbie electric chair. Yeah, I think that would be really popular with the boys. It would make a lot of girls cry. Um, so, yeah, that that was um, unanimously rejected. It's not a, a good idea. All right, number five. We're getting down to number one. Number five on the top ten toys that did not make it. Um, my Pet Piranha. Oh, they're so cute. You know, they come in a little baggy. You could give these away at Fall Fest. Oh, too late, I know, but you could have. And um, they take it home, and it's really it's really cool. And you, you put, you know, when the cat goes in to try and grab the fish, that probably would be bad. Or if the kid reached in, I don't know, they put it in the bathtub. I, yeah, bad idea. Um, number four, top ten toys that never made it, is... Um, Barbed wire bracelets. Yeah, barbed wire bracelets. Wouldn't, wouldn't that be wouldn't that be awesome? You know, the little girls, they can come in different colors. They can have sparklies on them. Yeah, prob- probably not a good idea. Hey, I want to read the comments here. Um, let's see here. Um, oh, uh, um, Athena, all the way over across the ocean, said a raptor is for life, not just for Christmas. Ah. Okay, I'm going to send you um, one of those raptor eggs. All right. Um, so, Timothy, thank you. I'm glad this is a great way to start your morning. I, I want this to be a little interactive. So we left off on the barbed wire bracelets. Number three, top toys that did not make it into uh, stores this holiday season is the Tickle Me Porcupine. Yes. Wouldn't it be so adorable? Yeah. Um, okay, that one's probably pretty obvious. All right, number two. Number two, top ten toys that didn't make it into stores was the mine, the real Minecraft TNT blocks. I mean, those things are so fun. If you've ever played Minecraft, you put these little TNT blocks, you get some flint and steel, and you you blow them up, and uh, it's a lot of fun. But um, yeah, that that probably would go over like a, a lead balloon, or it'd go over like a TNT block. Not. Not good when the kid's bedroom's completely a hole in the side of the house. So, number one, the final one, top toy that did not make it. And I actually really like this one. I was kind of disappointed when I was doing my research and discovered this one. The car roof car seat. Ah, oh, that would be so fun, especially if the kid keeps crying or whining. Are we there yet? You just put the car seat on the roof. You strap it in. As uh, long as your car's below the, the height of the, the bridges, yeah, that might be uh, one of the many concerns with the uh, rooftop car seat. But anyway, those are the top ten toys that did not make it this year. Now, you're thinking, okay, I'm trying to write these all down. This is on Kidology. It's in our Christmas zone. Um, I actually just updated it because um, I had remote control Barney doll, and kids are like, who's Barney? I mean, Barney the dinosaur, he had his heyday, and it's gone. So I I just updated this. You could probably come up with your own. In fact, uh, if you think of a great idea for Christmas toys that should not really make it into stores, you could throw that into the comments, uh, and that would be fun. But welcome. 
Uh, we are here to talk about Christmas here, and um, we're going to make have a lot of fun. Uh, yes, you, you can see my, my uh, snowman in the back. Yeah, I wish I had time to actually put that on, but this will be converted MP3, and the visual would be all lost. But uh, in the background, you see my, my snowman, and he is an amazing snowman. In fact, his mouth actually moves uh, his one arm uh, this was made for me by Dave Truitt uh, one arm is a stuffed arm the other arm you put your real hand in it's so fun because I had a teenager last Christmas wearing this around in my church and he would just kind of stand still and then when the kids come by he'd say hey, you know, I, we gotta make this visual I'm not gonna put it on but I tell you what I will do I'll show you how the mouth moves alright so uh, inside here I'll have to reach up inside here so I can find the here I'm, I'm gonna go to this side here there we go. Here's what the mouth looks like when it moves. All right, where's the little string? There it is. Hey, how's it going? Merry Christmas. Isn't that cool? It, it's actually a little creepy looking, I know. We, now, the feedback was kind of 50-50. But it's a great introduction to the first thing I want to talk about uh, here in our podcast is... Making Christmas special. I mean, we sometimes forget. I mean, Christmas, it's like, as adults, we're like, oh, man, it's, it's Christmas again. You know what I'm saying? It comes so fast. But for kids, their lives are a lot shorter. They've not been around that long, and they don't even remember the first half of their life. So for them, Christmas is amazing, and it's magical. And, yeah, it's frustrating that the world makes it all about, you know, magical and giving and all these things um, that, uh, you know, we know it's not really about. But it is so cool that the world has embraced Jesus' birthday. Now, yeah, they forgot the birthday, kid. There's a great toy box tale on Kidology called Birthday Party for Who. It's really fun. It's a toy box tale with all these characters going into McDonald's. It's a party, and they, they don't even know whose party it is. They're just there. And the kid whose birthday it is... Um, is like baffled at this. It was, it's kind of a parable on the fact that the whole world's having a party and literally having parties and giving, and they, they forget like the kid that it's about. But at the same time, I think that's awesome. Better that, you know, it's not treated like Groundhog Day or something where it gets a blip on the news. Man, this is the Son of God came to earth to save us. How cool that the world goes nuts over it. And even if they miss it, because that's our job, then to make sure they don't miss it and that they find out why all the hoopla is there in the first place. So we got to brainstorm as ministry leaders, how can we make Christmas like amazing to kids where, where they come in and they just have fun? You can you can get a snowman dude, have him walking around the church. Um, now, Santa Claus, oh my goodness, Santa Claus, Santa Claus. I, I shouldn't even invoke the Santa Claus. Because right, Santa Claus is very controversial, right? Some churches actually invite Santa and they they redeem him, you know, by, by having him, um, you know, talk about the true meaning of Christmas. Um, you know, I got to tell you a funny story when... When it comes to Santa Claus. See, I grew up in a family, a Christian family. I was My dad was a pastor. And uh, Santa Claus wasn't banned, but I never believed in him. I, I didn't know that anybody did. Uh, my parents weren't anti-Santa, but Santa was just part of the folklore, like Rudolph and Frosty and all the others, you know. I didn't know that some parents actually let their kids believe in Santa. So there was never this crisis moment in my life where I found out, hey, there wasn't a Santa. The way I found out <laughs> was not good. My rookie year as a children's pastor, talk about rookie year. So my rookie year, um, I'm doing my thing. I'm teaching on a true meaning of Christmas. And I must have mentioned in my lesson 
that Santa wasn't real. I, I didn't mean to. It wasn't my point. I probably said, it's not about this, it's not about that. He's not real anyway, you know. Um, oh, my goodness, this Monday morning, yeah, I got called into the the top tomato, the big cheese, the head honcho, the senior pastor, all right, the the boss hog of the church. Well, okay, that, he, not boss hog. Right? Anyway, I get called in, and my boss says to me, so, Carl, did you tell the kids that Santa's not real in your lesson yesterday? And he was really serious. And I was kind of like, well, I don't remember saying that, but I might have. I mean, he isn't. And uh, so he then informs me that um, he got phone calls from upset parents. Oh, my goodness. And, uh, yeah, it was it was a scandal. And and then it got worse because then I, I said to the pastor, I'm like, well, I'm really sorry, but are these Christian families? <laughs> oh, well, you got to understand, my pastor had six kids. And apparently, in their home, they believed in Santa Claus. So um, accusing these parents of not being Christians, oh, I, but I didn't know, you know. I mean, for me, it was like, hey, if I'm going to lie about Santa... And lie about the Easter Bunny, you know, then when they grow up and find out I've been lying about all these people, then they're going to think I'm lying about Jesus. That's just my personal opinion. In fact, when I was younger, I was probably a little judgmental of Christians who would lie to their kids. But I get it. In fact, I see my sister joined, and she's awesome. She's a great children's ministry volunteer. And she did the whole Santa thing, and I was totally cool with that. I finally got to realize it's all right. But when it comes to church, I mean, I was at one very fundamental Baptist church for a short period of time. And I got in trouble for wearing a Santa hat. So that's probably partly why I wasn't there a long time. Um, really super-duper legalistic, strict kind of church. And uh, decided um, not the best place to be. But at the same time, I totally respect people that want to draw those lines. So what do we do with Santa in our own church? Well, I don't want to have a big debate. The point is you got to know what's going to fly in the culture of your church and your community. What I didn't know is I probably should have checked with the pastor first. And um, and in every ministry I've been in, you know, sometimes they want Easter Bunny, sometimes they didn't. I have a great friend um, who just has absolutely nothing to do with Santa, doesn't want to cause any confusion, and give that to the parents, and that's cool. But it is one thing you want to address. But if it's not Santa, or it's not a snowman, the question is, and the point really is, you got to figure out what are you going to do to totally make this season special. I mean, candy's great. That's one of the things we embrace at Halloween because candy isn't inherently evil. Um, so, man, having a candy cane tree, doing games like the the monkey, what's that monkey game with the hooking monkeys, where the kids try to see how many candy canes they can hook and they get to keep whatever they want. Um, and it can, be, it can be so much fun. Getting involved in a missions project. A lot of you, I know, probably do the um, Operation Christmas Child, which is fantastic. You know, stuff in these boxes. They get shipped all over the world through Operation Christmas Child, Franklin Graham's ministry. Another great one that I've been a part of is called Angel Tree, and that is a ministry of prison fellowship. You know, there are over 12 million kids whose dads or parents are incarcerated, and Christmas can be a really tough time. So this is a ministry where you get names, you put them on a tree, parents, people in the church, not just parents, uh, take those um, tags with the kid's name, and there's a suggestion and they don't even have to spend a lot of money, 15, 20 bucks. If they want to go bonkers, they can. And um, and they just basically buy these Christmas gifts. And then they get, um, you know, oh, oh, no. Someone just said I just ruined Santa for all the adults that still believe. I am, 
I'm so sorry, Melissa. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's, that was a great comment. So um, think of ways that you can make it special through your decorating. Definitely decorate with lights and ornaments. You can get the kids involved. The point is we've got to make Christmas special for our kids. That means we've got to decorate with lights and ornaments and you can have the kids help out and you can just have a blast with it. Have a birthday party for Jesus. If you really want kids to understand that that's what this is about, then let's totally have a birthday party for Jesus and let the kids bring gifts. Now, they can't bring a gift to Jesus, obviously, but they can bring gifts for your outreach or whatever it is that you're doing. In fact, there's a PowerPoint in Kidology called The Greatest Gift Ever. And it's a story right in the PowerPoint about a, a, a community that decided to bring all these gifts to Jesus. And everyone brings these crazy things that they think will impress Jesus. And the, the little boy who's the main character has nothing to give. He's poor. He brings an empty box. And he ends up winning the contest because he brought the greatest gift he brought himself. So that's something I'll link in the, the show notes as well. But hey, let's shift gears. We've talked about making it special. We talked about a couple ways that you can do that. Told you how I got in trouble one time with my senior pastor. Um, if you're watching this uh, live, um, the first half crashed, and uh, I'm going to link these together and put them all in the podcast and uh, and clean it all up, and then I'll uh, I'll keep experimenting to see if uh, if this is if this is a good a good thing to do. But hey, let's move on to what are some of the curriculum ideas. Now, some of you may use a curriculum. You use orange. You use something that's regular, so you're not really shopping for curriculum. But during Christmas, there's often special events, um, times you've got to provide child care. I know we don't like that phrase, but the reality is there's something going on. Pastor says, hey, I need you to do something with the kids. Um, I don't ever want to do child care. I don't want to just show a video and put games out. Anytime I have an opportunity to minister to kids, I want to make the most of that. All right. So it's, it's quality ministry programming, investing into their lives, every opportunity I get in fact, anytime I asked to do a child care, um, what I usually do is plan some great ministry programming and then put on the brochure um, adult care provided in the sanctuary. Yeah. So um, that can be kind of a fun way to kind of flip it around a little bit. So um, there's some great things. On Kidology, there is a series that's been on there for years. One of these days, I plan to kind of up it, add some video and things, but it's called Wise Kids Still Seek Him. And it is a great series. I think it's three lessons with a fourth for a birthday party for Jesus, which, by the way, Christmas is on Sunday this year. A lot of families won't come, but those that can, can. Man, birthday party for Jesus is a great way to get kids. Kids don't want to miss a birthday party. If, they, if you plan an awesome birthday party, yeah, your attendance is probably going to be a down, but you're going to draw families and kids because you're doing something really awesome for the kids. Um, another opportunity um, for a special lesson is um, my story, Andy and the Ants. In fact, let me uh, run over here really quick and, and grab something. You know, a couple of years ago, um, Andy and the Ants is a story I actually wrote as a kid. Um, if you don't know the story, it's an awesome story about a boy who um, wants to save an anthill uh, from a, a construction project. Well, I had a lady years ago uh, on her own actually illustrated the story. She emails me, I hope, I hope you don't mind, I illustrated your story. 
course I don't mind. Um, but so she did these beautiful illustrations of Andy. And Andy basically becomes an ant so that he can save um, the anthill. And it's a great story. I don't want to tell you the whole story here. The book's available on the website. But what I did last year is I actually wrote a, a kids' church lesson to go along with these beautiful illustrations. In fact, you don't have to buy a copy of the book for every kid. I actually made a mini book of Andy and the Ants that... Um, you can fold up and print them on legal-sized paper. It folds really cool, and it becomes this little mini-book, and you can give those to all the kids. And it's a it's an abbreviated version of the story, but it's the complete version. uses the same artwork, and it's really cool. So it's an actual lesson you can do. And the funny thing was, um, I, I got these illustrations, and then I went through a lot of life change and moving and changing ministries, went full-time with Kidology, and it, it kind of fell by the wayside. I, I'd said, thank you for the images. Can, can I have a few and she she sent me some of those originals and then I became a dad and Christmas comes and my my little boy it was four or five at the time is asking me about how did God become a man and I'm trying to explain the incarnation to this preschooler and my wife says Carl you have a story for this and so I ran downstairs I I found these pictures buried in a corner somewhere then I found the CD-ROM with all the pictures and shared the story with Luke and he totally Loved it. And so my New Year's resolution that year, I believe that was 2011 or 12, my New Year's resolution the next January was I'm going to publish this book. I hired a graphic designer and an editor, got it got it done, and um, and it's, it's pretty awesome. So, But there's now a, a lesson to go with that. If I think it's kidology.org slash Andy Lesson will take you right to that. There's also just tons of curriculum from a lot of our vendors and friends. You just go to kidology.org slash Christmas, and you'll get a whole page of lots of options. If you add the word zone, Christmas zone, kidology.org slash Christmas zone, or just go to the zones, look for Christmas. There are tons of ideas in there. That's where I got my top ten Christmas toys that did not make it that I that I opened uh, the podcast with. And you, you can download that and get it in there. But something else cool that I want to make sure you know about is the, the Christmas games. Kids love games. And games can be a way to fill time, which they should never be used for, uh, I mean, as the main reason. They're, they should be educational. Yes, they can fill time, of course. Sometimes sermon goes over we need a game but we should do games with a purpose again every moment that we have with these kids is precious there's only 168 hours in a week and we get one or two three if we have a midweek program with these kids we need to make every moment count so one of the ones that i love is these clue hunts i don't know if you've seen these clue hunts so i printed one out here if you're on the facebook live i just want to show it to you a little bit the clue hunt is basically a clue game based on the clue game um, and i always joke like with easter who killed jesus where with what but but it isn't it isn't that, because we know how he died. Um, but what it is is a game that has the people, the places, and the things of Christmas. So we have these beautiful character cards of the people of Christmas, beautiful cards of the objects of Christmas, and then uh, and then the uh, the places of the Christmas story. And then there's black and white versions. There's even a, a back that you can print. Um, and then there's these little cards, and the kids go around, and basically they're asking each other, hey, do you have Jesus? You know, Do you have... Um, Pilot, do you have the wise men? And they try to figure out which of the three were one of each was was taken out and put in an envelope. But then the cool thing is there is a devotional for every single 
object, person, and place. And it's facts about those people, places, or things that kids don't necessarily automatically know. So when they think they know the Christmas story, do they know why the wise men brought frankincense? Why would they bring myrrh to a baby? Why would they bring gold? What's the symbolism behind those those significant gifts? All right, kind of sound like boring gifts to a kid, but there's a reason they brought those. And um, and so for Easter and Christmas, we have these clue hunts, and definitely are fun, especially in small groups. Or buy it and give it to your parents. You don't have to buy a copy for every parent. We made it reproducible because if you buy a copy, you can send that PDF to every family in your church and say, "Here's a game you can play." Or better yet. Actually print them, make them, bag them, and give them to the parents and say, here's a game you can play. And then the cool thing, my friend Stanley gave me this idea. On every single card, you'll notice a little QR code. All right, Right on their smartphone or tablet, if they push or scan that QR code, right on their phone or tablet will bring up the devotional page. So at home, you don't have to print out all these objects, places, and things. You just say, hey... You just give them the cards and the instructions. They zap that, and uh, and it's it's pretty awesome, right? We also have a, a Christmas bingo, all right? Kids love bingo. Well, um, I have a couple of versions of bingo now. Uh, Susan Harper inspired me to do this years ago with some versions that she donated to Kidology. But in addition to just, you know, the objects, places, and things, um, there's scripture passages. So when those are drawn, you take a moment. The kids do a sword drill. They look up the verses and read the verses, and you, you you can make a minute at the most commentary on that verse and how it relates to the Christmas story. So again, it's it's having fun with the kids, but making it educational as well. All right. So, um, but games don't have to be this. They can be. Um, it'll be a download. Um, one of my favorites as a kid was this, the snowball fight with all the wadded up balls and the room divided in half and throwing the snowballs. And uh, it's pretty great. And it's a great object lesson on giving because when we try to get, we hold. But when we give, others are giving to us. We can't outgive God. And we can't outgive each other. And so uh, that snowball fight um, can be a lot of fun. Well, hey, I would like to give you a free copy of the Christmas Bingo. All right, and uh, all you have to do is share one of your awesome Christmas ideas. I know you've got some. You've done something. It's something you do every year. Maybe you did it once and you went all out and you were like, I'm never doing that again. But it was awesome. All right, so someone else can do that and they may never do it again, but they'll say it was so awesome. So all you got to do to submit ideas to Kidology is go to the homepage and right to the top, you will see a button that says submit an idea. Yeah, you click on that, you fill out the form. It won't go live. We'll edit it. We'll improve it. So don't worry about making this publisher, you know, perfect. Um, You just go in there, you select a zone. You can even skip that or just click Christmas. We may put it in some other zones if it's an object lesson or a story or something. And give it a title, put your name, put your email. Your email stays private. People can email you to say, hey, that was a great story. Um, But it's through a form, and so it keeps your email private. You know, give it a topic summary, and then just write it out. We'll clean it up. We'll add images. There are, don't worry about the footer thing. You can upload some images if if you want. Um, we'll edit them. We'll adjust them. It says keep it under five megabytes. You, you can go over that. Just don't put a two gigabyte file, all right? Because it'll probably take forever to upload. But share your Christmas idea, and I'm going to compile the best. 
and everyone who contributes in a way that's not just like, you know, pass out candy canes, because um, we get some of those sometimes. It's kind of lame. So make it awesome. Make it creative. And as a thank you, we will send you a free download of the Christmas Bible Bingo, because I'm excited to hear what you guys do to make Christmas special, to make it awesome, to, to teach and to make it great. All right. Well, hey, this was an experiment today in trying to record the podcast uh, live via Facebook Live. I, I've had some glitches, so um, uh, your feedback would be really wonderful. Let me know, hey, was this a pain in the neck? Was it cool? Uh, did you enjoy it? And uh, I'm going to rip, I'm going to combine the two. Make them one MP3. I'm going to put it out there as the podcast. But your feedback is always encouraging. You can email me directly, Carl, at KidmanTalk.com. That doesn't go to support. That goes straight to me. I love your feedback. You can tweet at Kidologist or Kidman Talk. In fact, let me cue the closing music. All right, there we go. So thanks again for joining me here on Kidman Talk, all about Christmas. But I want your ideas again. So email, tweet. Hit that Submit an Idea to Kidology. Take a a little bit of your time to share with others what you've done to make Christmas awesome for kids. So, until next time, this is Carl from Kidology. Thanks for this opportunity to equip and encourage you in your children's ministry. Until next time, keep on, keep it on. I guess the music's still going. See, live is really hard. There we go. Have a great day. It's still going. What? Oh, it's the extended one. Oh, I should have opened the other one. That's funny. All right. Kidman.